Nestled under a busy airplane route, Scott's office building often shook with the sounds of jet engines interrupting his thoughts with their loud roars. This would annoy most people, but not Scott. Instead, the noise motivated him. Scott worked at a management position at an aviation supply company. He'd been fascinated by air flight since he was a kid, and the sight of planes descending gracefully for a landing always amazed him. Some of these big planes weighed more than 100,000 pounds, but they landed as gently as a feather. Watching this daily show from his office window became an important ritual for Scott, a consistent reminder of why he was grateful for his job. When he took this job, which was a step up from his previous position, Scott had high hopes of a bright future. He was a rising star in the industry, and he was recruited and hired by the company's owner, Dave Edinger, who was practically a legend in the aviation community and the kind of guy that people wanted to work for. Dave possessed a unique quality that naturally inspired dedication and hard work among his employees. His approachability and genuine interest in each individual's success created an environment of mutual respect and trust. Everyone went the extra mile for Dave. But reality turned out to be different from what Scott expected. The problem was that Dave wasn't around much anymore. When Scott joined the company, Dave's presence loomed large. Little by little, however, he left his responsibilities to a senior manager, Gary Domantello, whose leadership could be intense. His management style was characterized by a high degree of control, and as a result, the environment became increasingly stifling. Suggestions and input from team members were often overshadowed by Gary's firm direction, and Scott was having a hard time dealing with the manager's demands. The sense of being part of a team had gone missing. In his last job, Scott thrived in a strong culture where everyone worked together well. He enjoyed his work because of all the positive energy and teamwork. When he was hired and then promoted to this new management role, he was confident in his ability to lead a team. He looked forward to bringing people together, achieving progress under Dave's guidance. However, in his absence, Scott and his coworkers felt increasingly disconnected. The company's operations and revenue were taking a real hit. But Scott kept pushing ahead despite of the challenges, and he tried to make up for it with his strong work ethic. Scott often asked himself what made Dave such a great guy to work for and how he became so successful as a team builder and a leader. What were the qualities that made Dave stand out, creating a culture in which dedication and hard work felt like natural choices rather than obligations? How did he make his employees feel motivated to contribute their best efforts? These questions became Scott's constant companions. But he wasn't finding many answers. Meanwhile, the turbulence was taking its toll on Scott's morale. Another day at the office. Up in the sky, another airplane drew lines in its path, catching Scott's attention for a moment. But his thoughts were rudely interrupted by Gary, whose words always hit Scott like wind shear, snapping him out of his thoughts. Hey, Scott, I need your weekly report. Please get it to me by the end of the day. I'm tired of the excuses. He was terse as usual. Scott quickly apologized, tried to be polite, and agreed to Gary's demand. Gary's penchant for reports was a thorn in Scott's side, and it took precious time away from spending quality time with his team. In some ways, Gary reminded Scott of a younger version of himself. He was driven, 
high energy manager, the type of guy who looked as if he graduated at the top of his business school. Gary was determined and he had big expectations, so people in the office took him seriously, probably too seriously. The staff was mostly afraid of Gary, so employees found ways to avoid him, which led to a general sense of avoidance company-wide. Scott often buried himself in his laptop when Gary was around because he didn't want to talk to him. His laptop became like a shield that he used to hide from Gary and from his coworkers. It's partly what led to Scott's own feelings of disengagement. The disengagement was not only a detachment from the task at hand, it was also a slow erosion of his potential. One morning, Scott took a quick trip to the coffee pot and spotted a coworker named Emily. She was a trusted friend in the office, and they sipped their coffee together, and she said, You know, Scott, I've been sensing a real lack of team spirit around here lately. It feels like we're all working in our own bubbles. It's stressing me out. Scott nodded in agreement, appreciating Emily's openness. You're right, Emily, he sighed. We're all focused on our individual tasks, but there's a missing sense of team. It's been bothering me, too. And then Gary wandered in, and their conversation suddenly stopped, and Scott and Emily politely went their separate ways. Scott was still stressed out, but glad to know he wasn't the only one feeling the pressure. Meanwhile, he was handed a key performance indicator, or KPI, report on the way to his office. He was so dismayed by how bad the numbers looked that he crumpled up the report and threw it into the waste paper basket. This wasn't how Scott used to be. When he came on board with the company, he was full of energy and ready to face the day's challenges with excitement. Now his thoughts had become more negative, affecting not just his work, but also his personal life. While he hadn't completely given up on himself or his work, he developed an attitude that was affecting everyone around him. He was constantly running from one meeting to another, sending emails, jumping on Zoom calls, and managing countless text messages. It was as if everything held the same priority and he'd become the proverbial mouse on a wheel. Each week, Scott held a staff meeting. Sometimes Dave would drop by and join in the team's conversation, offering his perspective and encouraging them all. But that wasn't happening anymore, and the weekly meetings weren't going so well. The meetings were crucial because they set the tone for the team. They were also where they problem-solved getting airplane parts to their customers. Pilots relied on Scott's team to keep their planes in the air, and when the team was unable to deliver a part on time, the company lost money and customers. Scott was peppered with questions during his meetings. Amy always talked about the problems with customers who weren't receiving the correct parts. She asked Scott repeatedly, what should we do about these complaints? At this point, Scott was exasperated and resorted to answering, Tell them to be patient and wait. We'll send them the missing parts soon. Anything else? Amy seemed perturbed. Then another person on the team, Tony, talked about someone getting promoted and suggested that they have a lunch to celebrate. Tony asked Scott, can we treat Ted to lunch? What do you think? Scott agreed, but also suggested he was too busy to join in on the fun. Yeah, sure, Tony. I'm really busy this week and next week, so have fun. And more questions kept coming. When are our budgets due? When are we going to see the new database? What are we going to do with Gary's latest email? As the meeting continued, the questions became more serious and Scott's answers less helpful. He did his best to answer questions, but often kicked the can down the road. He didn't ask the team for much feedback either. He sat quietly and doodled on a piece of paper, wondering about his next move. Scott's team found itself in a vicious cycle. With goals vaguely defined, the team began to drift aimlessly. The absence of a clear, unifying direction 
led to confusion taking root. The team members' ideas collided, and they routinely forgot which tasks were most important. As motivation waned, collaboration faltered, and a general sense of frustration continued to increase. The whole thing began to feel like the movie Groundhog Day. This is when and where Dave's presence would have really helped. Scott Goes Home After the meeting, Scott took a long drive home, seeking a brief escape from his thoughts. When he eventually arrived, his tired wife met his gaze, reflecting her concern. Was your day okay? she asked, her voice carrying some worry. Scott, weighed down by mixed feelings, responded with a low murmur before heading to the kitchen. He was thinking about what would make a good day, but he couldn't find a satisfying answer. He wanted some time alone to untangle the complicated thoughts in his mind. Sarah's watchful eyes followed his every move. He sat down at the dining room table without saying anything. She stood nearby, looking both determined and worried. Scott, we need to talk, she said. You're a rock star at work, and you've always been. What's going on? He avoided eye contact, focusing on his dinner instead. She asked again, but he didn't answer. The truth was, Scott felt stuck, as if he were on autopilot with no clear direction, and he didn't know how to land the plane. Scott and Sarah moved to the couch, where he finally opened up a bit. You know, Sarah, these past few weeks have been really tough. Scott sighed, his voice tinged with exhaustion. It feels like nothing I do is making a difference with the team. And then there's Gary always pushing and never acknowledging the effort we're putting in. And Dave, well, we hardly see him anymore. Sarah looked at him with empathy, placing a reassuring hand on his. I can only imagine how overwhelming it must feel, she responded gently. But you faced tough situations before, Scott. Remember when you led that project last year? It seemed impossible at first, but you pulled through and exceeded everyone's expectation. Scott looked at Sarah, finding comfort in her words. Yeah, you're right. I did manage to turn things around back then, he acknowledged. His face brightened a bit, a glimmer of hope breaking through his uncertainty. Sarah squeezed his hand. And I have no doubt that you'll get through this and come out stronger on the other side. Who knows? Maybe you'll meet someone who will help you out. As Scott absorbed her words, he felt renewed determination. Maybe his challenges were opportunities in disguise.